You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Business, Life, and Coffee podcast. Uh, we're joined by a very special guest, Alan Brown, and he is the co-founder of Best Self Co. Uh, he's a serial entrepreneur. He loves marketing, psychology, and positivity. And um, we're having this conversation today because we're going to talk about his personal story of getting out of debt, uh, launching a hugely successful Kickstarter, and just some of the ways that mentors have played a role in his development. Now, you might recognize some of his mentors. I'll throw out a few names. Tony Robbins, Marie Forleo, Tim Ferriss, Russell Simmons. Uh, he's partnered with Damon John, and he's also a Forbes 30 under 30 winner. Uh, so this guy, his resume speaks for himself, but we're going to spend the next couple of minutes chatting so you can hear directly from him. So, Alan, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining the show. What is happening? I'm, you're, you're listing off everything, and I'm like, who is this guy that he's talking about? I, I still can't believe it's me. Man, yeah, and I mean, our audience, they're probably Googling you now, so I'll give you guys the correct pronunciation or the correct spelling for his last name. That's B-R-O-U-W-E-R, uh, and you can also check out his website, bestself.co. Um, so, Alan, man, let's, let's get started right at the beginning. Have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? I think so. I think uh, I remember the first business I ever started. I was in fourth grade, and I figured out how to uh, make these paper guns. Uh, and they're really cool, yeah. really slick. I would sell them on the playground for like two bucks. Uh, and then, I'll never forget it. Sean McDonald figure out how to reverse engineer the, the, the paper guns, and then he would sell them for $1 and put me out of business. Oh, wow. You had a big rival. <laughs> yes. So, so you've been an entrepreneur since, since childhood, really. And uh, what was it about the idea of business? Um, were you, I guess, self-aware at the time, or was it just something that you found you were passionate about? you know, making these planes, making money. Um, was it an intentional thing or you just kind of were doing it because you loved it? I was just doing it because it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I need to do this because of X, Y, and Z. It was like, let me do this because I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And yeah. so we'll fast forward a little bit. And um, in the past two years, you've actually gone from being dead broke with uh, a negative $44 balance in the bank to actually a very successful Kickstarter that raised over $322,000 in 34 days. Um, can you tell us about, you know, how did you get to that negative $44 and, and, you know, what was going on in your world at the time that 
drove you to that point of, of really being broke? Yeah, man, I was I was dead broke, and I and and I was like I was dead broke for for a period of time. Um, I've had way less in my bank account than that, uh, and it's kind of sad for me to to even admit that. Yeah. <clears throat> but one day in December, like I think it was two years ago now, maybe three years ago, uh, in December. My wife's birthday had just passed, or my fiance's birthday at the time uh, had just passed, and I I didn't have couldn't even get her a present. Uh, Christmas was coming up. I didn't have any gifts for anybody, and I had negative forty four dollars in my bank account, and I was like, "This sucks. <laughs> like, what am I doing?" So I recorded a video, and I'm like, "I will never be in this position ever again." And since that day forward, um monumental shifts had have happened and to answer your question on how i got there how did i get there i think i got there by a just a uh, just a false belief that i had that i didn't have what it took to do what i wanted with my life i was always waiting for someone to give me approval i was always waiting for me to learn something more I was always waiting for, oh, once I get here, then I can go off on my own. Or uh, once I do this or, you know, it, I, I just never said today is the day. I'm done waiting. And uh, and from that day that I recorded that video, um, I was sitting in my office and I was like completely down and out. Wow. Um, uh, but since that day, I said I will not wait on anybody I am taking 100% responsibility for myself, my actions, my bank account, my family, and uh, and since that day moving forward, crazy things have happened. You mentioned the Kickstarter campaign, uh, that was huge, uh, and so many other things since then. Yeah, now, Alan, let's uh, go back to that, that moment where you actually decided to pursue what it is you wanted to do. I mean, I, I talked to a lot of people, whether they're friends, whether they're um, fellow millennials like me, and, and even a lot of older professionals that are like, well, you know, I've always wanted to pursue this career, or I've always wanted to get this degree. And, it, and, and there's always something that they're waiting on. But it's like, why are you waiting? I love uh, the Drake line. And I mean, Drake didn't, didn't uh, originally come up with this, but I'm a fan of his music, so I'll give him the shout out here. But, uh, you know, don't ask permission, ask forgiveness. And I mm -hmm. think there are a lot of people that are waiting for validation. And, I mean, your story as well speaks to, like, you know, I was waiting for validation, but I was still in this holding pattern. And while in this holding pattern, I wasn't living my best life. And then as soon as I took the reins um, on my own life, on my own career, on my own passions, then I had like this rocket, rocketing growth. Um, what are your thoughts on, what, what, what advice would you give to people that are kind of in that holding pattern? Uh, in the holding pattern, meaning asking, uh, like asking. They're, they're waiting on someone else's approval before they can go to the next step of their life or their career. Uh, why, why, why are you waiting? What, what are you waiting for? What is, uh, I, I would just try to get really true with yourself and figure out, you know, is this true? Is, is that approval what I'm really waiting for? Is this degree really what I'm waiting for? 
Uh, is that certificate really what I'm waiting for? Uh, or can I just go out and learn immediately? Yeah. Uh, perfect example that I can give you is I went to college for marketing. Um, I use nothing what I learned in college today running my businesses. So let's talk about your business, uh, bestself.co. And um, on it, it, it really aligns with what we, what we talk about here on Business Life and Coffee, where it's, uh, our thing is uh, personal development for busy professionals. Uh, and your site is really honed in on high achievers. You know, your tagline is think big, stay focused, achieve what matters. And you've got your shop, you've got your blog, your story here. Um, how did you come to create bestself.co and, and could you share with our listeners what it's all about? Yeah, totally. So uh, I may go, this is a little bit longer of a story because it, it involves two of us, uh, yeah. myself and my business partner. Yeah. So my business partner, her name's Catherine and she's a designer by trade. I'm, I'm a marketer um, and we teamed up to start a business uh, selling products on Amazon. And we did very well with that. And as we were, and, and on top of that business, I was running my consultancy firm and Catherine had her design business. So we were both spreading our time for one day on two big projects, two mm -hmm. big businesses. And I couldn't find a, a day planner that really structured the day the way that I wanted it or wanted to. And it, in nothing could hold me accountable for what, what I'm using my time for or how I'm using my time. So I create, I just picked up a blank moleskin and created this framework for myself that really was structured and all right, here are my key tasks in each business. Here's when I'm going to use those tasks. And then I also implemented like, here are my big goals. And if I'm going to write my goals down every day, like I want to see them each and every day. And I would write my goals down morning, noon, and night. And, and I'd also write down things that I'm grateful for. And I pulled out this, this notebook, this beat up moleskin while I was working with Catherine at our co-working space. So we were working on our, our Amazon business. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh, what is that? I'm like, Oh, well this is, this is my day planner. Cause I haven't found anything that was really good so i decided to create a framework for myself and i was showing her it she's like oh my gosh she reaches in her bag she pulls out like six different day planners she's like i've tried them all none of them work <laughs> she's like this is a problem yeah. she's like what if we just like create this for ourselves and i said perfect because i'm tired of writing <laughs> writing <and> yeah <laughs> so we so we researched the manufacturers and just to have like a small small back run done was extremely expensive. Like yeah. it, we wasn't justifiable. So then we reached out to some friends, and we're like, "Hey, if we create this thing, would you guys like be interested? Maybe buy like five or ten, you know, just so we can do like a bigger run." And they and when we showed them it, they said uh, two things. They said, "How quickly can you produce these? And can I invest?" And we're like, hmm, we may be on to something here. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. really just wanted this for ourselves, selfishly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then um, we said, okay, if they want it, uh, why don't we see what the, the public wants? And 
we decided to launch a Kickstarter. Uh, we planned it out. We used a framework that's actually inside the self-journal to launch our Kickstarter. Um, it, and the framework inside the self-journal is called uh, the 13-week roadmap. Mm-hmm. And it's where you set a three-month goal. And then you run it through this process and the system so you know what you have to do each and every day to get there. It's very structured, but it's, it's very um, freedom-based. Yeah. Um, and we did that. And when we launched on Kickstarter, we were 100% funded in 28 hours, in under 28 hours. And I'm so mad because it's like, come on, I couldn't be f- – I wanted to say we were funded on the first day. Yeah. But it was, I can't because it was funded within 28 hours. Just over. <laughs> well, either way, man, that, uh, that accomplishment yeah. is remarkable. Thank you. Hugely, hugely Thank remarkable, you. yeah. Thank you. So our public goal was, was, uh, was 15000 uh, for our first run. We hit that. But Catherine and I, we had an internal goal. And that internal goal was 200000 and I'll remember, uh, I told my, my father-in-law this, and she told her father, and they're like, mm-hmm, yep, all right, don't get your hopes up, you know? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to raise $200,000, that's our goal, and they're like, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe later on down the road when you when you get a little bit more uh, <laughs> seasoned at this. Yeah. Uh, well, we ended up breaking $200,000 and ended up finishing that campaign at 323000 yeah. And what do you think was the, because uh, I've seen a lot of Kickstarters and some I think, oh, you know, I would contribute only because I know the person involved. But what's, what do you think was the secret sauce to why your campaign was so insanely successful? I mean, did you do a lot of marketing? Was it the fact that it's an awesome product that people believe in? You know, what in, in hindsight do you think made it so successful? Uh, what made it successful? So there's there's two things that made it successful. One is we built up an audience before launching. And we built up an email list of about 3,200 people within just over three months, specifically who wanted to learn more about productivity, performance, uh, the products we were creating, positivity, all that stuff. Uh, so we had we had built a solid group of people who we told openly about, hey, we're going to launch this Kickstarter, get on the list, uh, and be the first to know um, when we go live. So that was one thing for our, our success. And Kickstarter also rewards you if if you have a lot of momentum right out the gate, then you get featured on their thing. And there's a whole there's a whole strategy behind it, that that we don't have to dive into. Yeah, yeah. Um, but another another reason why we were so successful is we just talked to the customer as if we were talking to ourselves and what we wanted. So do we want someone's name just stamped across the, the, the entire book itself? No, we just left it blank. And we said, this is yours. You're going to carry this around. Why would our name be on it? You know, like this is your product, not ours. Uh, And we just, and we, we kept an open communication during the entire campaign with our customers, with what was going on. Uh, and we actually tweaked some of, the, some of the journal itself and some of the framework that was in place and added and removed and, and iterated during the campaign based on customer feedback. 
And a lot of people trusted us because we were actually giving away the PDF for free. And a lot of people said we were crazy for doing it, but it was like, I want them to actually see what they're getting before they they actually spend their money with us. Agreed. Agreed. And it, I mean, there's only so much, you know, you're not going to run to the printer and print out a, a bunch of copies of something and write it down because then you'll start feeling a little wasteful. But, you know, if I buy something tangible later on down the road, then not only am I helping people that have already helped me with this, uh, this, this free PDF, but, you know, I'm actually going to get tangible value of it. And so that's, uh, that's great for you to, to do the, the PDF. Um, what was the, uh, I mean, this had to have been an emotionally crazy time. And so was it a, was it a, an up, steady uphill climb? Were there challenges that you faced? Um, what was it like managing the uncertainty of it all? Um, it was an adrenaline rush every day that we were doing that Kickstarter campaign for sure. Uh, after the Kickstarter campaign, that's when uh, the wheels came off the cart and we had to figure out develop, or we had to figure out manufacturing, developing the site, fulfilling all these orders. Uh, we, we, had, we sold 10,000 units and we're like, uh, Oh boy. <laughs> you know? Uh, and if anyone ever ran a Kickstarter campaign, they can understand how, emotionally physically mentally draining it is afterwards like when it's done i i was hung over for a week yeah. i was physically sick hung over whatever you want to call it for a week i couldn't get that, get anything done i was just shot yeah. um and that's where the real tr challenge is it's like all right fix yourself then get back up and then continue on with what you promised everybody um but as far as the emotional challenge during the campaign, um, no, it was actually pretty liberating. And I remember after the campaign ended, we had so much fun, Catherine and I working on it, um, that she called me on a Sunday. She goes, Alan, you're going to kill me. This was like maybe two weeks after the campaign ended. Calls me up, Alan, I have something that I need to talk to you about. You're probably going to kill me, but I've just been feeling this way for a little while. I'm like, uh, are we going to return everybody's money? Does she not want to do this? I'm like, what's going – what is she thinking about? She's like, you know that other business that we have? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I really don't want to do it anymore because I found so much fun and enjoyment in in this product that, we, that we're creating. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad you said that because I didn't <laughs> – me too. <laughs> and we ended up selling that business and then actually creating a whole brand and a whole company based uh, based off that Kickstarter. So it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And here we are with uh, BestSelf.co. Again, we're joined by Alan Brower, who is a co-founder of BestSelfCo. And the website is BestSelf.co. And on there, you'll immediately dive into the shop. Uh, there's a blog with... Um, Motivational Mondays and productivity tips and things that help with goal setting. Um, I wanted to spend some time talking about mentorship because you've accumulated quite a few very successful mentors that have uh, taken a liking to you. And mentorship is obviously a two-way street. I mean, as much value as you get being a mentee, 
the mentor has to feel one that you're worth it and then two um, that they've got a, a good relationship and rapport with you so uh, i mentioned earlier in the show that some of your mentors included tony robbins marie forleo tim ferris russell simmons others uh, could you sort of talk about your relationship with each of them or any of them um, and what really stood out as far as how they helped you grow in your in your um, path as an entrepreneur or even just as a person um, they all contributed differently in in what they provide obviously talking to Marie Forleo is going to be different than talking to Damon John yeah uh, but they all provide their their different um, value. What I could say the overarching uh, compasses is, is that all of them hit is expanding outside your of your comfort zone mm-hmm. each and every day. It's like, what can I do today that that is going to get me to the next level? Or what am I most scared of to work on? That's probably the number one thing that I should be working on. Um, because we like to get stuck in, in the circle of, of complacency, like, oh, that's easy, so I'm just going to do that again. Oh, I've done this before, so I know what to do, so I'm just going to do that again. Where the unknown, it's like, well, I've never done that before. I may screw it up. You know, I, I really don't feel like screwing up today. I'm just going to keep doing what I, you know. Yeah. No, that's that's gonna very real. It's a very real conversation. I mean, it's so easy to do the safe bet and, you know, show up to our job, show up to our cube, put in our, well, you know, we're really working four hours in an eight-hour day, and then go home and and then wake up and do it all over again. But, uh, no, I I like that, taking risks and and, uh, failing and learning from your failures. Yeah. Yeah. And and each person has like a a different relationship that we have with with them. Um it it's all it's all different. What what's the biggest takeaway that I have from every person? I'm thinking. Tony, when you're in Tony's presence, it's unreal. Like, <laughs> he is 100% connected to you, um, and he puts all of his focus on you, which is really, it's really humbling because he's got so many things going on simultaneously. How he can, like, turn his brain off of everything that's going on and just be 100% focused and present, that's pretty cool. Uh, one of the mentors... Um, that really changed how I thought about them was Russell Simmons. So I, I didn't really know much about Russell Simmons, except that he, he owns Def Jam and Def Jam Comedy and so on and so forth. That's pretty much about the extent that I knew him. But when I sat down with him, I'm like, wow, he's in a really enlightened dude. He's just very zen, very centered, uh, very peaceful, and... In our world of entrepreneurship and the way that we operate and the way that most people operate, it's like, go, 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 um, you know, try to try to do this, try to do that, blah, blah, blah. And he was saying, if you're in, in your chair, you can't be in somebody else's seat. 
Like, so stay in your seat, get comfortable in your seat, relax into it. Uh, sort of, kind of, kind of like the saying: "The grass is always greener." Don't, yeah. don't jump on the other side of the fence. Stay on your fence or stay on your side, and like cultivate the grass over there. Um, that was his way of saying that, and it was really just like, ah, all right. They're there because they've done what they've done, and I'm here because I've done what I've done. Now, just keep doing what I'm doing, and I'll eventually get there. That's awesome. I mean, for for folks that can be hyper-competitive, it, it's very easy sometimes to get sidetracked looking at, well, what did that person do, and what competitive edge do they have, and does mm-hmm. that apply to what I'm doing? But, you know, you may be in two in two entirely different lanes and what it takes to be successful for one person may not work for your business, it may not work for your life, it may not work for your temperament. And uh, definitely that's, a, that's a, a good, good nugget. I kind of just took that one in, you know, s- staying in your chair. <laughs> yeah. In your chair. Yeah. Um, what was it like being nominated and selected for the uh, Forbes 30 under 30 retail and e-commerce. That was pretty incredible. And uh, I'm trying to think of, so for your audience, if they, they don't know me, but what I do is I set huge lofty goals in my life. Crazy goals. Where, goals where my own wife laughed at me when I told her my goal. And she was like, <laughs> Alan, why don't we uh, why don't we just get a little bit more <laughs> realistic here? And I was like, "Really? Those are my goals. Yeah. Don't you dare laugh at them." And guess what? The goal that she laughed at came true, and I was like, "See, told you, right?" You know, I, I it was just it's just funny. Um, so I set huge lofty goals that people are just like, "How the hell are you going to get there? How the hell are you going to do that?" And I'm like, "There's a will." There's a way. I will find out how to do it. And you know what? I'm not worried about the tyranny of how. I'm just going to execute and do what I what I can do best to get there. So some of the goals that we set, obviously, was the 200 on Kickstarter. We, we broke that. I wanted $100,000 a month by the time I was 28 years old. Uh, I, I got that. Uh, now, just to clarify to your audience, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't very specific on profit and revenue uh, or income, uh, but the business generated that revenue by that time. So now I know just to get a little bit more clear. Um, what else? We won Shopify, build a business competition, uh, and the, the last one was Forbes 30 under 30. Mm-hmm. So when you ask, how did I win Forbes 30 under 30? My simple question or my simple answer is, because I wrote it down. That's how, that's how I got there. You know, that's how I won. I wrote it down and then I made it happen. It was it, it was actually pretty easy. It was actually one of the easiest goals out of all of them. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's honestly, you know, it it sounds um, simple in the sense that it's very clear and very laser focused. You know, your your path and how you've accomplished this target and you, you know write it down hustle towards it tell the naysayers no um 
But I, I don't know if our listening audience, like, I can just hear them saying, well, you know, it's not that easy. I'm so fearful of X. I'm so fearful of Y. I don't have enough money. Um, but then I also hear, you know, you started and you were $44, you know, negative in your bank account. So, you know, what's that, that final pitch that you would give to those that think, you know, well, I can't improve my circumstances uh, because I've got these unfair advantages or um, unfair disadvantages working against me? What would you, what would you say to someone that's, that's filling their head with doubt as they're listening to this podcast? Mm-hmm. So you said mentorship is a two-way street. One thing that I enjoy doing is is sharing what I'm doing with others who want to elevate themselves. So this isn't the first time that I've been asked this question. Uh, well, you can do it, I can, or, well, I'm not, I don't have X, Y, and Z, and I, I can't get there, or how do I do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the answer to your question is, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. So, like I said before, I said to my wife, hey, I want to hit this goal of $100,000 a month by the time I'm 28 years old. And I think I was 27 at the time, or 26. She, she just laughed. She's like, how are you going to do that in, in like 18 months? She's like, it's not possible. I go, yes, it is possible because I'm, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about what, what's going on, what's happening. Uh, and I understand that your goals may be lower or only what you're comfortable with, but I'm comfortable with this goal, and I, and I know that I can hit it. Now, did I know specifically what was going to happen, how I was going to get there? No, but I just worked. And when I wrote this goal down, best self wasn't even around. Yeah. The, the Kickstarter wasn't even in place. The journal hadn't even been thought of. I was just using it myself, right? Uh, but things started to unfold. Doors started to open, and I got there. So to answer your question again in another way is believe in yourself because no one else is going to believe in you. Yeah. So take 100% responsibility and really just tell yourself, I have what it takes to get me to where I want to go. Now it's time for me to just execute and look for opportunities and when opportunities present themselves, step through the door. Awesome. That's as simple as it gets. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, final question here. Uh, you talked about hitting the 100K per month goal. Um, I know you've got the shop here. What percentage of your 100K would you say, like, how do you break that down? So, you know, X amount in, in shop revenue, X amount in consulting, X amount in advertising. What, what does that makeup look like without, you know, having to go into the, the fine details? But for someone that's saying, you know, I want a goal of 100K a month as well. What are some of the markers and milestones to kind of, kind of look at to symbol that, that dollar amount? Yeah, so um, I actually wrote a whole blog post uh, about this actually the day that it happened because it was so unreal. Yeah. Like the day my my birthday hit and I became 28, which was actually a year ago, um, 
it, it like came true. Like that day specifically was like I broke six figures. Um, and I broke it down. And back then it was about 90% of the e-commerce mm-hmm. uh, company. And then I was also doing my consultancy business simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So it was a mix of the both. Um, now the business has grown. We've scaled. We now have 12 employees. Actually, 13. We just hired an, another person last month, or excuse me, last week. Um, so now we're at 13. So we're we're on our way to to big, big things. Awesome. And I will yeah. be tracking and absolutely have to get you on the show again. Um, I'm sure this is going to be one of our most listened to podcasts. Uh, Alan. Awesome. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, hope, uh, I hope your listeners found some value out of this and uh, I hope I, I can inspire somebody to just take some action. Well, uh, looking forward to someone sharing their testimonial uh, with you about how you inspired them. And if you all go over to bestself.co, you can see all the social channels that the company's on and, and ways you can reach out to Alan and team. Uh, Alan, it's been a a huge, huge pleasure having you on the show today. And uh, again, we're going to have to have you back soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, if anyone wants to ask me more questions, feel free to reach me out. Reach me on Facebook, um, just my personal account, and, and message me. And I'll uh, do my best to, to help you get to where you want to go. And I hope uh, I hope people find this valuable and successful. And um, thank you for having me. I, I enjoy sharing sharing my story because like i said in the beginning of this i who are, who are you talking about it can't be me right <laughs> <laughs> yes yes well you know your uh, your reputation is is very very huge and you've accomplished some big things before 30 so you know hugely inspiring and motivating to our audience um and yeah i mean i next time we have you on i'm sure there's going to be another bullet point to add to that some other uh some other mountain that you've conquered and, and goal that you reached out to set and uh that you've accomplished thanks man i appreciate yeah, man. that all right take care alan you too bye-bye all right see ya thanks for listening to the business life and coffee show with joey price we hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey v. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com and our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.